July wasn't a really great month for science. Or was it? Let's talk about that. There were a couple of big major developments in the world of science, revelations of some sort. In the study of Alzheimer's, which is something I work with, it's one of my specialties, um, not working with Alzheimer's patients, but working with what is the biology behind it, how does it progress and all that other. I teach that in special courses all over. So I know a lot about that. But one of the big theories, uh, and really the only one which rises to the top, is that there's this neuritic plaque that blocks transmissions in your brain. Just very briefly, your nerves don't actually touch. They have a gap between a synapse. And one will have to fire this little chemical packet. It's an electrical chemical packet across the other. And it's like shooting a key across several rooms and hitting the right lock. But it happens in you, and it is right now, billions and billions of times every second. And it works really, really good. Well, these pathways sometimes can get blocked, or they can get brittle, or they're, of course, you could have traumatic brain injury, you know, an IED or a car accident. But there are other, other things at work when it comes to Alzheimer's. There's this little S-shaped thing, we'll call it, all right? And it sometimes breaks to where it sees. And regardless, it starts to clutter up and becomes like Velcro. You need this thing because it heals your cuts. It helps you recover from bruises and other injuries. But when it's in the wrong place, it can start interrupting these roads in your head that help you think. Now, that's been the only theory we've gotten that there's been much research on. They have um, really ignored any other kind of medications. The only medications we have for Alzheimer's right now pretty much just roll you back about six months, but they don't really affect the transmission of the, uh, trans the uh, progression of the disease. So we're frantically working. Um, every scientist that you know of in this field would, would give everything to find an answer here. And some, the one that was reported that it's probably not the neuritic plaque that is the cause of Alzheimer's. People started yelling, conspiracy, conspiracy. And you know, they've shut down all of the pathways. I can understand when people talk like that, but there's no conspiracy here except when it comes to there's a limited amount of dollars for research. So who gets the dollars? And so it's not a conspiracy there. It's more of a trying to use your resources for what you know. And again, there are going to be people that will listen to this will be furious because they've got this thing they know and it's, it's the only true cause. And life's more complicated than that. And so now that we know, all right, the plaque doesn't cause it. What we don't know is what causes the plaque. It's a chicken and an egg thing. Does Alzheimer's cause the neurotic plaques or is it the other way around? Does inflammation cause Alzheimer's or is it the other way around? Is it diminished blood flow plus one of these that causes Alzheimer's or is it the other way around? And this chicken and egg thing is a real problem because let's say it's neurotic plaque and we got a pill which is neurotic plaque be gone and it only works in the brain because the rest of your body needs that. Would that fix Alzheimer's? The current theory has been for years, 
yes, but, and it's always been a yes, but, and that is the great unknown. Will it come back? If you dissolve it, can you dissolve it? Where does it go? What happens wherever it goes? When David, the psalmist said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, yeah, we are. And it's so incredibly complex. So whenever I see something like this hit, this bombshell, that uh, they've been pushing this one cause and you know hunt for the one cure for the one cause, and they were wrong and they, they shut down other research, I understand people's angst. But to me, even that bit of news is science at work. Science doesn't quit questioning and studying. And this is why when somebody goes, this is a scientific consensus, I, I understand. Because we have a scientific consensus on a great many things. But if somebody then goes further and says, this is a scientific consensus, there will be no more questions. That now becomes a religion, not a science because they're taking everything on faith and they're shutting down all other churches. Another bombshell in July was the, the study of chemical imbalance in the brain, which has been a, a theory as a root cause for many, not all by any stretch, but for many mental illnesses. Uh, we've now determined, according to this study, and I will tell you this, we're not done with this, that um, chemical imbalance isn't it. So what do you do? Well, first of all, I want you to hear this. Hear this very plainly. If you are on medication, take the medication. Do not stop. Do not back off. Talk to your doctor. I'm not a physician. Uh, I have nice degrees up there, but they're in a whole different way of working. I do the theory, the study. Doctors have, a, have so much more information about these things than I do, or you do. The internet is not your friend. Do not go look up things on internet sites and think, all right, now I'm gonna go tell my doctor what's right. Inform yourself by all straight, but then don't self-doctor yourself by what you find. You can take it to the doctor and say, I have these things I've found. Um, this, is this right? Is this right? Is this what? Tell me. I think you, if you don't have a doctor that'll sit down and talk to you, it is time to find another doctor. Doctors need that time. My personal doctor, I'm usually, he's usually really late before I come back in. You know, it might be a half hour, might be 40 minutes, but I know why. Because he actually talks to the patients and listens. And that's the kind of doctor you want. You can wait in the waiting room for somebody like that. So what do we do? What do we do if it's not a chemical imbalance? Well, do you remember I said, you know, we're still going to study? It would be a tremendous mistake for scientists to say, okay, then we're not studying neuritic plaque for Alzheimer's anymore. No, no, no. Keep studying. Because our others, we've, we thought all those other studies were great. Now there's this study, which is huge and major. I got to tell you, it's a mega study. And it seems to indicate we've been going up the wrong tree. Does that mean, mean then that we pull everybody out of that tree? I don't think so. I think let's just make sure that's we keep our minds open and the questions going. So it could be that in another 20 or 30 years uh, that there'll be a study out that says, oh, that study that came out in July of 2022, that was wrong. The first theory was right. Just be aware that's what science does. It keeps asking questions. It's what you want it to do. 
you don't want it to settle on one thing because if it did you and i would still be out there you know throwing sticks at the moon and trying to treat each other by drilling holes in our heads with rocks we want it's a real thing it was um, we, you want knowledge to push forward so if you are taking medication now for chemical imbalance what should you do number one do not stop taking number two talk to your doctor number three i gotta ask you who are you talking to you need to have a relationship with a therapist or counselor or a psychiatrist briefly let me walk through those all right in in some states anybody can call themselves a psychotherapist but that's very few and i will not name those states if you send them in uh, send in a question because i don't think it's a good idea uh, i just don't most states they have very 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 rigid rules about who can call yourself a psychologist or a counselor pastors are generally exempt they can call themselves counselors but it has to be pastoral counseling and insurance will not pay them for that unless they're qualified unless they have um, the degrees and the hours and the certifications and the memberships involved got an itch oh mm, sorry um remember back <laughs> During the, during the do not touch your face days, that would have been uh, you know, a fatal thing. The, um, there are about 400 different kinds of psychotherapies out there. So which one should you go for? The answer is go for one where you develop a relationship with the person across from you, be they pastor, if you're going outside the professional field or um, well, there are pastors in the field too. Uh, a psychiatrist is an MD, so he's a medical doctor or a DO, a medical doctor who then goes on to specialize in psychiatry. A psychologist in almost every state is a PhD with a lot of extra training. They don't do medications, although they know about the medications and they will direct you to a doctor to ask about medications. You also have master's level therapists who do an amazing job. Do not think of them as lesser in any way. There are marriage and family therapy. There are all of these. We have found one common element in why people get better. And by getting better, functional. You can do your job. You're not going to be skipping barefoot through the lilies every day, whistling a happy tune. But you're able to live your life you're able to contribute to your family and your life and your community. Your life has meaning, identity, and responsibility. If you, they can get you there. And the people that get there, what's the common denominator? They develop relational and relationship skills by having a person or a group. If it's, um, if somebody's holding a group that works with grief or depression, it could be a group that they can talk to. They learn relationship skills and they learn behavioral skills. They form behavior contracts. It could be a behaviorist, um, you know, just straight down the line behaviorist you go see, or rational emotive therapy or logotherapy. And I, I, I'd keep going, but I am afraid some of you would think, well, he didn't mention that one, so he must not like it. There are some therapies that seem to do almost nothing, like Rogerian therapy which is basically just a conversation, but the people who go through it get better. Why? They learn how to cope, negotiate, communicate, 
adjust because of a conversation with somebody who cares. That who cares has got to be underlined here. We found that the modality is not nearly as important as the idea, do they care? Now, do people get better with medication? Absolutely. But medication is really hard to figure out the right dose. So if your doctor is, seems to be struggling on this, be aware that's universal because people are so complex. It may take them a while to find the right dose for you. Work with them, ask questions, and make sure you get your questions answered. You are the consumer. You are, you are the consumer of this product. So you need, you need to be treated as, as the customer uh, who is answered. All right. Who gets best? Who, who gets better fastest? Those who do talk therapy or those who do medical therapy? Actually, I'm not really sure the studies are going to give us much help with this. What we have found is that those people who do talk therapy plus medication when needed and prescribed by their physician get better faster than the other groups. So just because somebody on the news said it's not chemical imbalance anymore doesn't mean for you to put away your pills. It does mean it's time for more conversations with your doctor just to make sure that you're on the right treatment path because you're worth it. You're worth that time. And down the road, we might find another study that says, oh wait, there is, there is this form of chemical imbalance and there is this form. Ooh, there seem to be some, but not all. And that's one of the things in science that you find often. There rarely is an all or nothing answer. Even in physics, you have people um, in quantum physics, there was a great article I just read this week where they surveyed and said, well, do you go this way or do you go this way on this? And quantum physicists were all over the board because you can't just say one thing. The world's complex. You're complex. We've never seen you before. You're brand new. We won't have another one of you. So take care of yourself. Don't let the study bombshells when they come out terrify you. I know people were terrified about the latest pandemic and, you know, should we have vaccines? What should we do? And then, you know, I talked to you all the way through and it, I kept saying science keeps changing, but you do have to live in the here and now. And you have to make decisions about your own body. You have to make decisions about what you, uh, what you believe and what you think is the best choice for you now. And along the way, Treat yourself okay. Eat better. Move around a little bit. Love one another. And take Sabbath. Shut down sometimes. Now, I'm being a really big hypocrite at this stage, and you need to know that. Because for me to relax requires an inbox that's empty. So it's a real struggle. It really is. But even I know God, when he told us that we needed to shut down and do nothing, right? the Jews don't even turn on or off lights, not on the Sabbath. And I say the Jews, observant Jews, my bad. There, there needs to be a room in your house, which is a no electronics room. Maybe music and books, maybe board games, maybe chairs, binoculars, and looking out the bird feeders, whatever it is. And you need to retreat there. It doesn't have to be a day a week. For me, the most effective Sabbaths 
are two and five hours at a time, where I'll just say in the afternoon, I'm going to need to shut down. Or in the morning, where I'm going to need to shut down. Listen to God, listen to your body, and listen to science, knowing that your body changes and science changes, but God does not, and God loves you. Let not your heart be troubled when the studies come out and they rush to the microphones and scream bombshell. We're still here. They move on to another story. Live your life. Live it well. Love God, because he loves you. So do we. If we can help you in any way, info at rsafeharbor.com. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That really encourages us. And of course, you can see us through the website, our Facebook page, and through Vimeo. However you see us, we love it when you show up. God bless you. We'll talk again.